Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. We're glad you're here. I'm Kevin McDonald, your host for this grand adventure, and I thank you for joining us. You see, our mission is to create a positive, personal connection to all things with courage and love. We invite terrific guests, interesting topics, and great conversation, all in a fun, entertaining way. And we always manage to learn something, too. So I hope you will stay right where you are for this episode of Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald. I get to be your host today. I'm so excited to be here. And we've got a great guest for you today who is all about empowering women. And so we're going to talk about that a great deal. She's got a book out, and we're going to talk about that as well. I'd like to welcome to the program Trish Steele. How are you today, young lady? I am great, Kevin. It's a beautiful day here in California. The sun is out and the wind is blowing, and we're just getting all our air cleaned up out here. Oh, that's that's all. Now, what part of California are you in? (laughs) I'm in a town called Westlake Village. It's it's part of Ventura County, just 10 minutes from L.A. County. Oh, very nice. Westwood Village. That's there, there's a place, there's a shopping mall in Washington called that, but that's not the same. And uh, but it's 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 great. Have you been in California your whole life or did you move there? I was born and raised in Los Angeles and I've been here ever since. I've only had two years out of my whole 70 years lived in another state. One one year in Hawaii and one year in Nevada. Be fool, my still. California can't leave it. <laughs> Be still, my foolish heart. You're not seventy years of age. Have one, honey. You're not seventy years of age. You, you, you look. Yes, really... I am. Oh no. Yes, no. this is me. I'm ageless, fearless, and divinely connected. <laughs> there you are. That's <laughs> that's not my book. That's gonna come up. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, and let's let's talk about you. You're on a mission to help women find their true calling. Uh, why and what happened that you decided to get on a mission to help other women? Well, Kevin, um, my life story is an amazing journey. And I really believe that I was born for such a time as this in 1951, which I wasn't planned by my parents. My mother got pregnant at 15 and my dad married at 16. And here I come out into this world and over the life 70 years or even before 70 years, I can say maybe up to about 30 years, I realized that I I was called to help women to develop the confidence and their beauty from the inside out. Now you, because, and we talked about the fact that you've been on the planet for 70 years. And so you predate me by just a little bit, but, but so you've been through, you grew up in the sixties, you grew That's up right. in the seventies, you, you went through the, 
uh, quote unquote women's liberation movement and the bra burning and the, all of that kind of stuff way back in the in the 60s and, and Gloria Steinem and and all of that. Did that impact you a great deal then? Were you oblivious to it? Was it something that you paid a lot of attention to? Well, let's go to the 60s. So the 60s. I love the 60s. There were so many different movements going on. True. You know, you had the civil rights movement. You had the you had the, the Vietnam War, which everybody was wanted to have peace and, and be able to, to get out of that whole chaos of, of the boyfriends or the husbands getting drafted in the army. And then you had the hippie movement, which is, you know, peace, stop the war, all of this. And, and um, so basically as a young girl experiencing uh, at the age of 10, being abused and molested by my stepfather, that's when I decided I need to figure out a way to protect myself from being used and abused by men. And so when you when you when all this is happening, you've seen all the other things that are happening in the world during the 60s, and people, all the violence and people, what's going on with everyone, it developed an inner strength in me to fight for myself, fight for me. I had to take in charge of my life. And it wasn't, uh, and then the 70s, the same thing. But what I realized is, hey, nobody is gonna look after me as well as I will look out to myself. I had to learn to become victorious and stand up for what I believe that I can do and what I believe who I am. So it, I didn't really join any movements. I was kind of like this, this young girl that just had this creative mindset, which I share in the book, this creative mindset of becoming victorious. Okay, we can, eat, we can, we can choose, we have a choice. Do we want to stay in the victim mode or do we want to stay in a victorious mode? Because every great leader has a battle that they have to fight in order to become that leader. That 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 is so true. Uh, I wanted to ask you though. First of all, I'm sorry that you had to go through physical abuse and emotional abuse when you were a child. Is uh, was your mother aware of the abuse that was going on, or did she ever find out? No, uh, she didn't know the molestation was going on, and I had to tell her that. But she did see the emotional and the physical abuse going on. And because we were her, we were her husband's new husband's stepfather, I mean, he was our stepfather, and she was so in love, and she, you know, she was young. She never finished school. See, my father died when I was five years old. I was his firstborn. I was a daddy's girl. So I, I knew that men could be good men, you see? And so but when my husband brought this, my, my mother brought this new husband into her life, it was five years of trauma. And my mother finally got a divorce and it left a lot of scars. And I had to you learn to deal with those scars and learn to heal those scars so I can move on. 
did you do that by yourself or did you find some a mentor perhaps or a counselor somebody to help you through it was both wow. it started out where i was around people i started to surround myself around people that believe in me that saw the gifts and talents and saw the uniqueness that i had and then from there i realized okay I started searching for God and and God came into my life and he healed the deep wounds in my heart to give me a fresh new start. And I had to learn to forgive people. And forgiveness is a big thing nowadays that people need to learn. I mean, every great leader will tell you that, you know, and I was just listening to some things about Oprah and what she's what she believes in. And forgiveness is the number one thing. We've all been hurt somehow. We've all been let down. We've all been disappointed. We've all had some kind of trauma or something in our life where it puts a grudge in our heart that we have to learn to get that. That causes cancer, basically. It causes death. And you have to get it out in order to move on. I believe that you need to let it go, which doesn't mean that you are condoning the behavior that existed or that you are um, not going to hold that individual accountable. But what it means is you're letting it go in your own heart because at the end of the day, when you have darkness in your soul, darkness in your heart, it only hurts you. It doesn't hurt anybody else, right? That's right. And it is so true, Kevin. I mean, there's so many people out there, especially now that, Look what we've gone through in the past two years with the um, with the pandemic and COVID, and people have had financial loss. They've had loved ones lost. They've had you know um, job loss. They've had you know just just lost of who they are. And um, you know now is a it's a good time to really think about forgiving. But not only that, changing our mindset to something that we can look forward to. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm just uh, really trying to uh, inspire people uh, to come and get in touch with me if they need counseling, mentorship, and, and be a part of the team that knows how to move on when things get tough and things get, you know, um, become so devastating, especially what's been happening and really move on. I mean, last year, Kevin, I had an amazing year in the midst of all this COVID and pandemic and I lost friends, believe me, I lost friends, but I, I had to, I had to, um, I had to look at it in a different avenue. I said, oh my God, they got to go to heaven. And, and not deal with all this chaos and mess here. You know, they were ready. They were ready to go. And so I had to release them, you know, and release them so that I can be free and move on and, 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 and help others to move on. So let's stop you right there. Somebody wants to get a hold of you. How do they get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of me? Well, yeah. they go to trishdeal.com. And if you're dealing with domestic violence, go to my website that helps victims with domestic violence, abuse, mental abuse, any any type of abuse at safe 
Passage Healers. That's H-E-A-L-S dot org. And both of those websites, you're going to get so much information and you'll be able to contact me and my staff so that we can help you. And we'll help you uh, phone call on Zoom or see you in person. And it's great. You know, the pandemic did a lot of things, but the growth of Zoom has really helped because it can expand your reach to a natural, national or even international uh, forum so that you can talk to people from anywhere and get and get them the help they need. And, and, and Zoom works pretty well to do that. I, I really applaud that you are, I mean, come on, you're 70 years old, you could relax and be, you know, sipping a margarita out front and watching the world go by, but you're actively taking a part and to make sure that this world changes. And I appreciate that. I think you're doing Thank awesome. You. Yeah. And you know, that's the beauty about being the age I am today and age is just a number, Correct. but thank God I have something to show for it. I mean, you know, and, and that's the other thing I want to tell people. It's not how you start your life. It's how you finish it. That's it. Okay. It's how you finish it. Whatever journey you're taking, how did you finish that journey? That journey, did it bring you fulfillment? Did it bring you completion in your life? Did you Were you able to fulfill your goals and your dreams? Some of them had the toughest time getting there, but did you finish it with a shout or, or, or victorious or with happiness? And all of us, there's a lot of people here that are still working on it, but they don't know how to work on it. And some people give up hope too easily. So... I'm I'm a very much a uh, person that will that's compassionate about hey let let's let's get on a new journey so that you can finish this race that you're in or this 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 project that you're on victoriously. You know, one of the things that we all need, we all need support. We all need somebody that we can count on that and a lot of times it doesn't work if it's a friend or a family. Uh, because they're too close to the situation or they might know the other person that is being uh, an abuser or and and that sort of thing so that's why it's important to have coaches and people that are not emotionally tied to what's going on with you who can give you an outside perspective and that's what you do is you give people an outside perspective that you can help them through it and that's 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 really is important. Let's talk about your book, Discover the Mind of Steel. By the way, I love the title. Thank you. Well, it just so happens it's so divine that I happened to marry a man with the last name Steel because my maiden <laughs> name is Blanco. <laughs> oh, Steel is much better. Yeah. <laughs> Discover the Mind of Blanco. That I don't know that yeah, that would have Blanco, the same no, no, I'd have to change that title. No, it's just Discover the Mind of Steel. So my husband, Jim Steele, uh, we've been married 33 years. We've been together 35 years. So all of this book here that I have, for, you know, that you can get on Amazon, this book, you know, shares my journey, even in my marriage. Hey, my marriage wasn't a perfect marriage. You know, it, it took a lot of work. And... That's what makes it so powerful discover the mind of steel, having that last name, because it's in it's like I took that name and it's become part of my DNA. 
and I mentioned. Way, hold, hold on, just real quick. By the way, would you pick that book up one more time? Would I what? Pick up the book one more time. Pick up one more time, sure. Okay, I thought I thought maybe that was that was causing a little background noise, but nope, that no, never mind. Forget it. Okay, but that <laughs> but that book is now that that book. How long has it been out now? What, what was about the book? How long has the book been uh, oh, published? It came out on my seventieth birthday, October seventh. And how's and it doing? Twenty twenty one, but I didn't start promoting it until um, November, December, and then I realized. The holidays came and Christmas came, and I was just too focused on family and the holidays. Okay, so sure. now we're doing we're relaunching it, uh, it, it this this month, this month, and promoting it again. Awesome. Well, you know, it's it is a friend of mine. A friend of mine and I were talking. This friend happens to be female, and she was like, you know. I can't believe she's like 40. So she's half your age, not half, but a little over. And she was like, I, it's hard for me to believe, but you've experienced all this. It's hard for me to believe that people could not, or women could not have their own checking account until the middle or late seventies. Um, they were, if you were considered a homemaker, which by the way, is a really, really, really tough job, especially when you've got a couple of kids involved and they were, they were devalued uh, in, in the past. Women were, well, still, and it drives me crazy, women still make less than a man for doing the exact same job. And all of those things have got to change. And, and are you working to help with that as well? I, I would imagine that you are. Oh, yes. Um, Kevin, most majority of these women that come to me, they come from abusive relationships very busy and they had they were they they weren't entitled to any money or any you know um any uh friendships or any type anything and, and to live their life you know they were always given money to go to the grocery store and shop and get groceries and come straight home you know they didn't have anything they didn't own anything they weren't allowed to own anything. Now there's a few that, you know, they're different because I got I get women from all walks of life, from the from the very successful wealthy woman to the very you know um, homeless woman. I mean, I have had extremes. Women come through my door, but majority of them, they're totally under the control of the man that doesn't allow them any freedom to anything. I gotta ask you. What is it about that scenario? Because if that, that the women don't feel like they can escape, are they scared um, to try and uh, escape an abusive relationship? Is that the motivating factor? Or do they think the guy will change? Or it won't be this bad next time? Or what is, what is the, their, their feeling about uh, all of that and what they're going through? Well, basically majority of these women actually really fall in love with these men and love you know women love 
I mean, men do too, but I'm just saying, but when women really love and, and, and they think, oh my God, Prince Charming just came into my life and, you know, he's rescuing me and he's going to take care of me and I, and I can have, and we're going to have children. You know, these are women that, that really are family women that really just want a, a, a man and a husband to love them and have children with and, you know, start a family and so forth. And so what happens is that after that, after the honeymoon is over with, the men being under that spirit of control, manipulation, and majority of these men that are abusive like this have been, have been abused themselves. That's true. You see what I mean? They come from abusive background homes. They never got healed, Kevin. They've never got healed. And I have counseled men who have come from abusive backgrounds and crying out for help. How do I get rid of this? How do I control my emotions? How can I stop this bad habit I have, you know, and so forth? They came, they were raised in that environment. And you know what? Majority of the men in prison, and I visited the prisons to minister and talk about domestic violence to these men. 90 Nine percent of them had all been beaten and abused by their parents, and it that's is. why. And they never got out of the cycle. It's a cycle, Kevin. Once you get in that cycle, you can't get out unless you get help and healing. You can't call, do it on your own. That's the other thing. You cannot do it on your own. No, no, it's impossible. I, I tried I that. that the, I, I call that the seven generation cycle, uh-huh. which is. It, some of this abuse and some of the, it's father abuses son who turns into the father who abuses son and, and they become abusers and it can go on until somebody, somebody breaks the cycle and they only do that by going to someone like you and talking and getting the help that they need. Right. And then the other thing is once these women come into my program, they're, they're, they're so insecure and so full of fear that the abuser is going to find them and they're going to be back in a worse trap because some of these women have escaped before and then they went back because they couldn't, they couldn't, they were in fear of how am I going to take care of myself? They're so insecure. They couldn't know how am I going to, how am I going to meet, make ends meet? How are we going to, put food on the table for the kids and all that. And when they're in the shelter, they're, they're, they're teaching them skills, but but the, the shelter for the first 30 days isolates them and gives them to safety because that's the first thing they're going to need. They need safety first because every woman that leaves uh, a relationship, there's a, uh, a very strong uh, spirit of anger that takes place in a man's life because it, it, it like it really kills their ego that that oh my god I lost control of this this woman that I, I thought I had. And so basically they get they go in rage and that's why you hear and see that some of these men when they find the woman they beat them to death or they shoot them. They kill them. The, the statistics are frightening on oh, how are. many on how many women have been permanently injured or killed by a former lover that that finds them, and uh, 
it's it's it really is, and so I can understand it being a, a very fearful situation for them. And I'm glad that there are people like you that are out there to help them. Yes, and 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 I've raised up a lot of women that have gone through my program that are now advocates, and and some of them I've uh, I've helped them start their own nonprofit and do and be like a specialty in certain areas. So you you are actually a nonprofit organization, correct? That's correct. What's the name of the nonprofit? Give it a name. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. What's yeah. the name of the nonprofit? It's Safe. S A F E Passage P A S S A G E Heals H E A L S dot O R G. Safe Passage yeah. And if, if someone would like to contribute, that's why I wanted to get that out. If somebody would like to contribute to your organization, can they go to the website to do that? Do they need to call you directly? How does yes. that work? We have, a don we have a donors page where they can don donate any way they like. We, do, we get donations from, from brand new clothing to trust funds. And if it can be. If there's any accountants out there, the accountants take charge of people's trust phones. Tell them to add safe passage heels to it. Oh, that's that that's that's really good because they they recognize that this work is not only needed, but they're you're doing a good job. Now, I ha I have to ask because it's a nonprofit. Um, most of, most of the money goes to the victims, and and stuff. It doesn't go to administration fees, correct? Yes. Uh, so, you know, it's really, it's very competitive here in California, a lot of the funds and so forth, you know, uh, going out from different, from grants to philanthropists, you know, trust funds and foundations and everything. And most of those go like to the really big organizations, but with Safe Passive, it goes right to, I mean, it's like a, a mom and pop operation. It goes right to the women and children and making sure that each one of them get through the whole program and they get to the, this whole program. I allow them for free to to get themselves totally healed, get them to a way they can become self-sufficient and get them into their own place to live. And I supply all the tools for them to get to that point in one year's time. That's awesome. Congratu congratulations. That's a, that is really that's fast to go yeah. from from running away from somebody and living in fear and not sure that you're going to be able to do anything to be able to, to stand yeah. on your own two feet. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Kevin, I share that in my in my book because I was engaged to a man, very successful man who had total control of my life. I was a very successful woman. But the way he the way he, he, you know, spoke to me and everything and talked me into just saying, you know, why don't you come to work with me? Give up your career. Let's just travel. Let's just do this. Let's do he just charmed me out of my whole game. I put my career on my back burner. And all of a sudden, as we're traveling, doing things, the abuse started. It, it, it was just scary. And believe me, I had, I had to run for my life. I had to run for my life and go hide out somewhere where you couldn't find me so I could, you know, move on. And it was, it was like, uh, it was like a movie. <laughs> no, like, and, um, you know, rebuild my life all over again. 
I'm not quite sure. Well, I am. For me, I'm quite sure I do not understand the mind of an abuser. It doesn't make any doesn't make any sense to me. So perhaps you can educate me because to my mind, it's like if you love somebody, you're never going to put your hand on them. You're never going to uh, call them horrible names or you're never going to do what I hear happens a lot, which is marriage rape and uh, and things like that, that that are just terribly destructive. Can you educate me into the mind of an abuser? And I know that it may be generational because they it happened to them when they were. It, do they do they actually think that what they're doing is normal? No, 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 no. And you know, we all have we all have gone through things in our life that have triggered something inside of us to bring out anger, insecurities and violence. And that's kind of like the step, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, but something, we've all been triggered with something. And most men would want to handle it by thinking, okay, I got control. If you don't do it the way I do it, I'm going to knock you out or do this or do that. You see what I mean? And, and, and it's like, they're never, that was, that's like their protection of not not wanting to get hurt again. Well, it and so can't. that's what happens, and it's, and it's not, and it's not, it's not okay. It's not okay. You, that's why everybody needs healing. You know, when you, we all have these trigger magnets. You know, the people say, "Don't push my button." You know what I mean? <laughs> saying, "Don't push my button." Stop right there. You're gonna put your, you're putting, you're pushing my button. You're getting, you're starting to get me angry. You know what I mean? And, and it's true because we all have it. We all have that. We can only handle so much, and then all of a sudden, we let it out. Yeah, but, but something's been a pattern of it. You see what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I know. I intellectually, I get it, um, <laughs> but, but emotionally, I just don't understand it uh, because it's not perhaps it's not in my DNA. Now, keep in mind, understand that I was an athlete and I was a boxer, and uh, so I've seen violence. I know violence, but I would never. I couldn't imagine, um, um, regardless of what she did, to to hit a woman. Even even my my ex wife that had an affair, and I didn't I didn't I wanted to go punch him, but I didn't do that either. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, so I I just I just don't get it. And and the other thing that I would like your help with is we talk about the abuse. We talk about the 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 young ladies that are the victims. Um, of of the trauma and the sexual abuse and all that, why oh, yeah. do, why aren't we as a society talking about the abuser more? Well, because the abuser is for one thing. Most of the abusers do they get caught and then they have an attorney, and the attorneys are not gonna let them say one word because they can hold against them. You see what I mean? The attorneys get them into counseling right away, probably, so they know how to be look like the good guy when they go to court. Uh, and, and which, which yeah, is people don't, people don't talk. I know why because it we the, it's happened so much. It's it's an it's like it's an epidemic. They have to help themselves. They know they can't. 
they they come to realization. They have to learn to help themselves. So they have nothing to say. They doesn't matter what they say. It's not gonna. It's no. People aren't gonna believe it. They gotta go and they gotta go and make their own change. And they and once they make their change, and people see that they change, then they'll listen. Then they'll talk about it. But they're not gonna because it's impossible. It's it, they know that if they start saying something, it's all gonna be. It's all going to be worthless words that have no action behind it. So I implore you, my audience, if you are a man and you have destructive tendencies of, of hurting a woman, beating on your or controlling them in any manner or form, please go get help. Go find somebody that yes. can understand why you're doing what you're doing. Because clear, clearly you don't. And it would be very helpful if you, if somebody could help you understand why that's destructive, why that's bad. And and think generationally. You're affecting, if your kids see this when, yeah. when they're at home and you're abusing, then they can, they then th- that kid is going to grow up and he's going to become an abuser. And that's just, so get get help. There's lots of people that can go and help you, and and Trish is there one. Is. Of them. There's a lot of people to help them. And, there is. But, they but have to make the step, and they have to be genuine about it. You understand? Some oh, people, sure. some people are, have a court order to go see a counselor. Oh, that that, that, that sure order. that's going to do that, a lot of good. That's forcing them to do it. You can go on a court order, finish your 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 six, seven, eight section, and then you're back on the street again. Doing the same thing to, yeah. you know, and I, I was talking with a, a gal the other day who's also an advocate like you. And uh, she was saying that the gal that was in the relationship with her abuser after her ended up coming to her for counseling because he did the same thing to her that she he had done to the previous lady. So yeah. it's an, it is a unless it stops, it becomes a never ending cycle of abuse i told you it's a cycle it's a cycle well you know what kevin let's talk about something more positive you got we got it out we got you got the message (laughs) i love it i love kevin kevin i love what you said the men need to hear that and it's true they need to hear that and the woman there's abusive women out there too so don't so you know it's for everybody that's walking in that spirit they got to get healing and that you know, and talking about healing, Kevin, I started a new DBA. I mean, doing business as right called Time to Heal. T I M E the number two heal H E A L L Time to Heal dot org. Okay, it's another nonprofit Time to Heal dot org. And let me tell you something. That is a group of counselors, and it and it's all about. It doesn't matter what trauma, what incidents you've gone through, and you if you're suffering depression, anger, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, whatever you're suffering from, time to heal is now. We all this whole world needs time to heal. Or you can say that again. What's going on? It needs time to heal. And that's absolutely right. That's honestly, and I want to thank you, Trish, because you, you're right. We need to take this into a much more positive direction because we can make changes 
within our, our country, our society, if we will just work together and do it in a positive way. And if you That's really fine. are interested in, in being in working together with other folks, some of this stuff just naturally goes away. If you're, if you're operating from the position of love and not fear. So if you can get out of the fear and into a higher vibration of, of love and caring for people, then we can change how this all works. Do you agree with that? I agree, Kevin. You're right. That's why I say in my book, in my little down part here, saying that becoming ageless, fearless, and divinely connected. See, that's my life. My life has been like that. I've been, I, I've, I've learned to take care of myself. That's why I look ageless, because I took the time to me time. It's called me time. I didn't have a bunch of doctors. I didn't have plastic surgery, a bunch of doctors. I didn't have Botox. I didn't do any of that. It was a lifestyle. Kevin, people have an opportunity to live a lifestyle of their dreams if they would just get rid of their fears, their insecurities, their anxieties, all the things that they suffer from, Kevin. We have the greatest gift of all. God has given us the gift of life. Choose who you want to become or who you are. Find out what your gifts are inside of you. And that's what I'm good at. You know, I'm kind of, I kind of draw things out of people and find out what the goods are underneath them, underneath all, all of that insecurities and all of that, you know, depression or whatever they're going through, unworthiness. I can dig out what the gifts are. Every one of us have been born with a gift. Doesn't mean if you can't sing or dance or act or be an athlete that you don't have gifts. Yes, we all have a gift. We just have to find out what that gift is. And just a gift of compassion is a beautiful gift. You see what I mean? It, yep. it doesn't. It doesn't take a you know this this uh, courageous or um, stardom you know talent. No, we all have something special about us. And that's, that's what I had to find out about myself. Because when I lost my dad, I lost my hearing. I was in a speech-impaired school. I was I was ridiculed. I was bullied. I mean, I went through a lot of stuff. And, and, it, and it seemed like the whole world was caving down on me. Because I felt like I was, that God punished me and I wasn't uh, good enough to be anything. But when I found out that I had gifts inside of me, like my grandmother did spoke special words over me and my teachers, they found something really special about me and my teachers that I went to school with. And I had been, you know, really good at, uh, at arts and fashion and all these things. And they were like my mentors helping me in the, uh, this little girl living in this little bubble that felt, you know, isolated, but my teachers were my mentors. And, and this is a beautiful thing that we all have an opportunity, you know, to really, I can help find the treasures in each person. I'm very good at that. I love doing it. And I'm very good at help, helping them put their vision board together so they can visualize daily, seeing themselves moving forward to their dreams, to the calling, to the goals, to the happiness. Absolutely. Now you glossed over it. So I, because there's somebody going, wait, 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 what? 
What do you mean she lost her hearing? Ex explain that. When, what happened to you? So when I was five years old, I had a very high fever. And my mother rushed me to the hospital, my mother and dad. And the reason why it, it seemed very dramatic, you know, having a high fever doesn't sound like something dramatic to anybody, but it was then in the, in the 50s because uh, rheumatic fever was going on. It was like a contagious thing. My aunt got rheumatic fever and she ended up with brain damage. Oh, my. So that was my mom's sister. So when I got a very high fever, it, she panicked, you know, because, oh, no, not my daughter now, you know, because her sister, her younger sister got it. And so they rushed me and the doctors got under control. And, and what was interesting is they said, okay, she's going to be fine. She seems fine. But they didn't check my hearing. They just checked me to make sure that, you know, I didn't, I didn't uh, seem dysfunctional or I lost, had any mental, you know, damage or mental illness or anything. And so I didn't know I had a hearing loss until I went back to school. That was like around June when this happened. And then we had, we, uh, I lost my father in, on July 4th. And then I had, that was a, that was very traumatic for me. And so I was kind of, I wasn't myself anymore. I, I, I really was like a trauma of losing my dad. And I was there when it happened. He died, he drowned in a lake and he knew oh, how to swim. Right. So it was very mysterious the way it happened. And then when I went back to school, you know, I, I went through like a depression maybe as a, as a young girl at five because, sure. and, and then I went back to school and the teachers would say, Patty, my name was Patty then, because my name was Patricia Blanco when I was born. <laughs> and, <laughs> Patricia Blanco. <laughs> and so what happened is she called my mother to the office and said, you know what? You need to have your daughter's hearing checked. She's not hearing or comprehending or, you know, understanding me. And so my mom did. She took me to a hearing specialist, and they said, bum your high fever you lost 70% of your hearing. Oh so I wasn't, so I couldn't hear the correct pronunciations of every word that we were learning in school. And so they said, you know what? We want to send your daughter to a special school called Mary Bennett School. It was one of the first hearing impaired schools. And in those days, in the 50s, they didn't call it hearing impaired. They called it deaf and dumb schools. Yes, they did. Deaf and dumb. Yeah. And they taught you sign language at that time. Yep. Well, I was one of the first students that they taught lip reading. There was like 10 of us. We were like the guinea pigs that were learning to read lips instead of doing sign language. So I don't even know sign language. But, you know, so all that, so I ended up with a speech impairment, but I ended up with a healing miracle. Jesus healed my ears. And that's another story in itself. Oh my gosh. I went to a healing service and I got healed. That's in the my, second that was book. in my 30s. That's the second book. That's the second, the book? No, no, that's the, that's your next book. That's the book, that's the book. That's in, in the book. <laughs> oh, that's in the book. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's in the book. It's yeah. in the book. By the way, we're talking so, with we're talking with Patricia. I mean Trish Steele, and go to Trish Steele's website, which is 
trishsteel.com. Get the book, Discover the Mind of Steel. And the, the Invincible Journey of, of Decades. Because you, you've lived 70 decades and uh, or 70 <laughs> that makes you 700 years old you look really good for 700 um but you you've done you've done quite a little bit and and uh you know it, it's people that have risen above their um the catastrophes in life those are the ones that that really are are special people and you are one of them thank you that that would be so hard, and and so sorry that you lost your dad. I assume on Fourth of July you were at some sort of a picnic and a, a celebration for obviously Independence Day, and he went in the water and never came out. I know. Well, you know what? Uh, it, and it's 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 amazing because you know everybody has lost someone in their life. You know, everybody made an impact. And and that that that's that's why I'm like sharing everything about my 70 years. There's nothing I have not experienced. I can relate to so many people. Well, then that's why you're doing what you're doing, and that's why you are who you are. And uh, she works with uh, just so in case you're just joining us, uh, Trish Steele works with uh, women who have been battered, have been abused, that have left their situation and are looking for support and uh, guidance and help getting back on their feet and she does and she's got a nonprofit that does that which is incredible work you must be proud of yourself when you go home at night yes you know what's beautiful kevin is that i have two daughters they're adults now one is 44 and the other one's 28 my 44 was from my first marriage and my 28 is from my marriage now and now we all live together in a big house here and it, and it's so nice that I get to watch my daughters make choices in their life, you know, and see them, you know, making some good, you know, uh, choices and movements. And, and, and then I'm living in a very wonderful community. I surround myself around positive people. And that's very important. And that's what uh, one of the things, that's why I said I love the name of your radio station, uh, Positive Radio, because... It's one of the keys. It's one of the keys to happiness. You got to surround yourself around positive people, and and take on some of those positive words and positive um, uh, learnings and and speaking and and everything. Um, and I'm just I'm blessed. I'm blessed, Kevin. I'm blessed that I that I can look back and say, I did it. You know, you did, did it. Well, you, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but you got lots to do yet. You're, you're a young woman. You got, you, you got at least another three or four decades that you can make a difference in people. I know. I keep saying, I think I want to retire. <laughs> I, you know, that's not in you. I don't think that you can, I think, you know, when, when you see somebody that needs your help, you run, you're going to run to them and you're going to, and you're going to help them. I don't think I don't think it's in your DNA to quit at this point. Because if it, if it was, you'd have quit a long time ago. Yeah. So, so I appreciate you. And is there anything that you would like to add and and tell our audience before we go? Yes. Um, I just want to let people know that God loves you. 
And, you know, everybody's now looking like to God for answers. And some people are mad at God and some people are like, they can't be a God. And, and some people are like saying, you know, well, God, why, 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 you know, how could I, what, what's wrong with me? You know, and hey, he created you for such a time as this. And even though we are in this world at this time in this season, but this season is a time for you to have a victory. There is a victory that's gonna come out of this if you are willing to give up the past and embrace the new. There's newness that's coming. The newness is coming. And I wanna encourage you to be open to something new. Just get rid of the past, forgive the past and move forward. I could not have said that any better myself, young lady. That, and that's, you know, that's why we do this at Positive Talk Radio. We want to help uh, promote people like you that are that are inherently positive, which doesn't mean, by the way, that you, everything in your life has been cupcakes and rainbows. It's how you chose to interpret them and to deal with them, and you kept moving forward. You know, you lost your dad when you were five. There are people that are in that same boat that are still that are your age now, and they're still in grief for what happened when they were five. And and that is such a waste because I can tell you your your father would be saying he's in he's in your corner as your biggest cheerleader because he wanted you to live your life as best you could and you have done that congratulations Thank you. you you've done you've done really well go to go to trishsteel.com get the book discover the mind of steel um if you've got an issue if you need coaching if you need some help she is more than well more than willing and able she's got a nonprofit company and she can help you out you were going to say something my dear before we go no, I just want them to, to just to really understand that the, the, the tools are there for them. You're not, there's nothing impossible. There's nothing impossible. It may seem impossible, no. You're not an impossible case. There's nothing impossible for the mind of steel. Read the book, Amazon. Amazon's got it listed. Read the book. Nothing impossible for steel. All Take on the mind of steel. Yep, all you got to do is uh, Google Trish Steel and the whole thing comes up. So, yes. <laughs> so the website and everything else. So Trish, thank you for being here. You are welcome. Thank you for having me, Kevin. And keep the positive flow going. Yes, ma'am. You stay right where you are. I'll be right back. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of KMmedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named kmmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other because each other's all we've got. We'll see you next time.